An entitled Karen freaks out at me and threatens to sue me because I got her online order wrong for the grocery store I work at. And just as I'm trying to clock out for the day, she actually puts her hands on me and stops me from leaving the building, screaming at me that she's going to get me fired. And as a result, she got banned from my store. And I honestly am blown away by the way she acted. Here's what happened. So first, some context. I'm an 18-year-old male and I work as a personal shopper at Safeway. If you don't know what that means... Have you ever placed an order online? I'm the dude that goes around the store and fills it. It's an alright job, though every now and then, I have to deal with some crazy parent who has decided that I am personally at fault for everything bad to ever happen in their lives. And this family happened to have two of those types of people. A couple of weeks ago, I was filling someone's order as I usually do, and everything was going fine. It was a Thursday, meaning it got pretty slow around the afternoon. There was this one specialty artisan bread that the lady had ordered, which we had in stock, but for some reason, it didn't scan properly. Stuff like this happens all the time. When that does happen, we substitute it in and move on to the next item. The problem was that this lady has selected no substitution in the app, which basically meant I had to override that in order to give her the bread that she wanted. Normally, we're not supposed to override the no sub rule if the customer specifies so. However, we have to make exceptions for code issues between the departments. If something doesn't scan properly, we just substitute it in for itself. If that makes sense. Either way, she was going to get the bread that she wanted at the same price and all was supposed to be well. That is until about 30 minutes later when I get a call on the store phone. I answer with my typical customer service greeting voice. Thank you for calling Safeway. This is the original poster. How can I help you? And this entitled Karen just goes absolutely nuts on me. She is full on screaming at me over the phone. She's saying, I asked for no substitutions. Why did you substitute the bread, you idiot? I clearly specified do not substitute and you ignored it and she just went on and on and on when she was finally done shouting I explained the whole situation to her that the bakery used a barcode that didn't work so I had to substitute it in to give her the bread she would still be getting the bread she wanted at the price she would have normally paid I've had to deal with similar situations a bunch and normally they just say they understand and hang up and it usually ends there but in this case she was not having it she says I don't care You still substituted it in and I asked for no substitutions. So I explain it again to her and guess what? She's still infuriated. She screams, let me talk to your manager. You clearly can't do your job. I want to talk to a manager right now. She then started screaming, I'm a single mom with an autistic son. I can't come to the store and shop for myself. So I expect my orders not to be messed up like this. Is that too much to ask? Now, as a side note, I understand the part about having an autistic son, by the way. I know that autism is different for everybody, but I have an autistic brother who needs to be watched by someone all the time or else he'll do something very expensive like breaking something or something along those lines. For example, last time he was left alone, I came back to a power outage and that's all to say that yes, I know where this lady is coming from. It was like the more she spoke, the angrier she got. Before long, she was full on cussing me out and threatening me. Once she was done, she asked to talk to the manager for the sixth time. So I just say, oh, okay, and I transfer her over to the manager. Not even a minute later, I see him come to me out of the office. According to him, she just said I should be fired, and then immediately hung up. He asked me what I could have possibly said to make her so mad, and I explained the whole situation to him. Very rarely am I ever actually mad, and I'm never rude to people at work, so he 
totally believed me. He tells me to just go about my business while he figures out what he should do about the bread. And honestly, shout out to this guy. He is genuinely one of my favorite people. About 15 minutes later and 15 minutes away from the end of my shift, I'm overall feeling pretty good. All the remaining orders for the day have been filled and now I'm just waiting for them to be picked up or delivered. I'm signing out of the computer when a woman approaches me and grabs my shoulder. Now, I get there's no way she could have known this, but I hate being touched, so this was already kind of off-putting. I ask her how I can help her, and she asks me for my name. I tell her my name, and then she turns red with rage. It was at this moment that I realized it was the entitled Karen on the phone. She then starts screaming at me, so loud it drew the attention of pretty much everyone in the store. I was less worried about what she was saying, even though she was threatening violence, and apparently legal action for some reason, but rather I was more so worried about how this looked to people around me. I'm a six foot five lanky dude with a mustache and I'm currently being shouted at by a short blonde lady threatening to sue me. The manager eventually gets involved and he separates us. She goes up to the manager demanding that I be fired for messing up her order, but instead he just asked her to get out. I wouldn't find out about this much later, but apparently at my store, touching an employee without their consent can get you banned. As far as I'm aware, the situation ended once she left the doors, though I later realized that if she had an autistic son that she couldn't leave unattended, why was she able to come to the store just to shout at me? I wouldn't be surprised if she really was just that neglectful. I'm not accusing her of lying by any means, but it did seem odd that her main reason for not being able to come to the store didn't matter anymore when she came to the store just to shout at someone and just to get herself banned. Either way, this entitled crazy Karen will never be a problem for me ever again. Talk about the biggest overreaction the world's ever seen. I mean, this lady's freaking out over bread. Like, what is going on? Like, it's one thing to be annoyed that a store changes things around, or maybe something gets swapped around. Like, okay, whatever. But this lady was literally threatening violence, as well as a lawsuit against this poor hourly worker who is just trying to get their job done and go home. I mean, how crazy do you have to be to act like that? And worst of all, she was still going to get the bread that she wanted to. She's clearly an idiot, and she just did not know what she was talking about. So hopefully for the sake of this original poster, this lady never comes back again because she's clearly unhinged and she most likely has been lying about her autistic son. I'll just go ahead and save for the original poster. Karens like this definitely like to make up stuff just to try and get on the pity side. That way they can try and have some kind of weird emotional manipulation over you. So maybe next time if she wants to get her order correct at a grocery store, she should just go in and get it herself instead of screaming at some employee who's clearly just trying to do the best they can. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for wanting my sister to go to the doctor's office and get some medical care, all based on the way she's acting? Before I start, I would like to say that my parents aren't the best at scheduling medical help. For example, I had to get my friend's mom to reform my toenail as it was ingrown for seven months, and they kept forgetting to put me on medication. Also, the reason that happened is that I have a birth defect where I had extra bones in one foot. Instead of buying meds for my toe, they were scared there wouldn't be enough acne medications. Now with that backstory out of the way, I'm 16 years old and I just finished school for the year. My sister is 10 years old and is too lazy to go anywhere vital and would prefer to go to an amusement park instead of to the doctor. Lately, my sister has been having a horrible cough and it's one of those you know burns your throat and are just horrible to have. She's barely been eating anything, a bite of a waffle or a bowl of fruit at best. I know it's still COVID 
a time, but it's been well over a month. This is now a medical problem. She also has some mental problems that she is currently dealing with. If someone is to eat something in my family, she will scream at them, saying that they are being rude and disrespectful as it hurts her ears. Even if it's a drink, she yells loudly. My nanny has even said that she yells at her. I once came home at 10 o'clock at night from a volleyball tournament and I hadn't had lunch because I had no money and I had a piece of dried mango the entire time and I just wanted dinner. Our living room and kitchen are basically one room too, by the way. My mom, my sister and I are in these two rooms and I made a pesto pasta and started eating at the kitchen table. My sister then yells from the couch in our living room, shut up, you're disgusting for eating that green gunk. Go stand in the pantry if you want to eat. My mom turns around and tells my sister that she can't hear me and that I'm closer to her than my sister, who's about 10 meters away. My sister then walks up to me, snatches away my food and throws it out. That will make you shut up. I couldn't move, nor could my mom. My sister just goes back to her iPad on the couch and stays there. This habit of hers started about four months ago, only happening rarely and quietly, but now it's every night or so. Also, to back this up, my mom sometimes talks and eats simultaneously. I never do this, and if I'm asked a question, I wait to finish chewing. My dad doesn't eat dinner with us because his schedule is so chaotic, but if we all go out, he's incredibly quiet. My nanny is big on table manners and has never eaten with her mouth open. She defended me during my sister's little rampages. My sister repeated this behavior so many times, even to our nanny who's 70 years old, to the point where both my nanny and I had to get my mom and start saying that she needs to go to a doctor. We had lists of reasons why that needs to happen. My nanny even told us about her friend's niece, who refuses to eat in public or with others because of the sound of chewing. My mom looked at them and said, but she doesn't really want to go. Don't worry, it's just a phase. She'll get through it. And then walked away. We have since brought this up several times because it's getting on my nanny's nerves. Honestly, it's getting on all of our nerves. And we just want her to go to the doctor, which she still won't do. And my mom won't schedule it for some reason. If you're asking why I can't schedule the appointment, I'm not a legal guardian. And I don't have enough accessible money to pay for an appointment. My nanny can't schedule it because she as well isn't a legal guardian and doesn't have her Medicare card. My parents have enough money to go to the doctor and my mom has designer bags for crying out loud. Now, my sister has found out that we want to send her to a doctor and she's just super angry with us. She yells at us that she's fine, but she's not as she still complains 24-7. She still has a nasty cough and she won't go to a doctor or get medical help. Of course, I can't tell if she just wants attention, but she can't keep this act up for long. I need my mom to get the doctor's appointment, but she doesn't want my sister uncomfortable with someone asking her questions. So it begs the question, am I the jerk for telling my mom that my sister needs to go to the doctors? Because at this point, I'm honestly not sure. I don't think you're a jerk in this situation. First off, the way that your sister is acting is super inappropriate, and it's crazy that your mom is letting this behavior just slip on by. She literally took the food out of your hands and threw it in the trash can, and then went right back to her iPad as if nothing happened. This weird controlling behavior needs to be stopped like right away, and she's had a cough for like a month. It sounds like your mom's being very neglectful, and that's not fair for anybody involved, especially your little sister. So honestly, some intervention of some kind might be for the best all around. And I don't think you're the jerk for voicing your concern. And sure, you and your nanny are absolutely annoyed by the way your sister's acting. It's inappropriate and it's very abrasive for literally no reason. I mean, people eat food all the time. You can't really live without it. And I'm sure that your little sister would be singing a different tune if you flipped the script and started screaming at her anytime she ate in front of you. Maybe that way you can give her a taste of her 
own medicine and show her just how ridiculous she's being. So hopefully this works out. And just know that you're not the jerk in this situation. You're just trying to help out your sister and your family, not to mention your own sanity in this situation. I'm married to my wife, but I possibly have feelings for another girl that I currently manage at my job. And after several text messages late at night, as well as phone calls with this female co-worker, I'm confused about how I feel and I don't know what to do. So I married my wife three and a half years ago and we have a one-year-old daughter together and I truly love them both. My wife is attractive and I get told from the other guys that I'm lucky to have her. Last year, I was at a work Christmas party and a girl I work with was being very flirtatious and I was probably flirting back too. Anyways, nothing happened. But the days following that, my head was all over the place. I honestly think I dipped into a bit of a depression, but going to the gym and keeping myself active stopped that getting any worse. I felt like I had feelings for the girl and wasn't just the normal attraction to someone that you would normally feel. I had heart palpitations and my heart was racing constantly when I thought of her. I also couldn't get her out of my head. As the weeks and months went on, those feelings thankfully died down, but never fully went away. I'm now that female co-worker's line manager and we do still have a lot of banter together and we clearly get along just fine. I do still find her attractive, obviously, but I felt nowhere near how I felt last year. That is until the work Christmas party came back around this year. I didn't really interact with her too much during the night, which I was surprised at myself as I, along with everyone else, was pretty drunk. But we shared a few words and a few glances towards each other across the table. And then I received a message from her at three in the morning asking me where I was. I was still out in the club at this point, although I had separated from the group I was with as they went to get some food. I messaged her back saying that we, meaning me and the others, had went back to our accommodation and that was the end of the text interaction. Then in work the next day, she almost abruptly brings up that another colleague was alone and that's why she was texting me at 3 in the morning. The thing is that I know that this other colleague went directly home from the club at about 2 in the morning. The girl also left the club at about 2.30 in the morning with some other people for food, which she slipped up and mentioned later on. And then after that, she went home. So I would say I'm about 80% sure that she was sending me a text message for more nefarious reasons, if you know what I mean. Either way, this has messed with my head again, and I can't stop thinking about this girl. I don't want to feel the way that I did last year, but also I'm worried that I have feelings for this girl. I genuinely don't know what to do, but I don't want to go through weeks feeling like rubbish simply because of this fairly minor interaction. All the cards are on the table. We've exchanged a few messages back and forth, initially work-related, but then a little bit of teasing, but she didn't respond to my last playful message. I don't want to have feelings for this girl, but I unfortunately feel like I may have some. Her look, her smile, etc. It just does something to me. People were speaking to me yesterday, and I couldn't even listen to what they were asking me, because all I was doing was thinking about this. What should I do? This is absolutely inappropriate. So you're telling me that you're flirting with a younger co-worker all at the expense of your wife and your kid, and you're seriously trying to figure out what you should do? I don't know, maybe be loyal to your wife? This is so disrespectful to your wife and your relationship with her. By actively sending playful or teasing or flirting messages with this younger co-worker, you're beginning to walk down a path where you're going to cheat on your wife. Like, this is how it starts. So if you want to keep your family, you need to stop. You need to stop all interactions with her, like, right now. Tell her that you feel like you're crossing a professional boundary and you won't be replying to any messages or calls unless it has something to do with work. You seriously need to come back to reality and realize you're about to ruin everything in your life. Because here's the thing. You're married. You're not blind. It's human to find another
other person attractive in passing, you take note about it and then you carry on your day. But the fact that you're entertaining this woman and basically saying, ooh, what if I did send a flirty text message is in no way, shape or form going to be good for you and your current marriage. So honestly, get a hold of yourself. Also, for context, this guy is 31 years old and his female co-worker is 24 years old. You are old enough to know better and to have some kind of head on your shoulders to protect your marriage and yourself from blowing up that marriage. So hopefully you're able to come to your senses sooner than later because right now you're messing up big time. And if you're not careful, you're going to lose your wife, your kid, and possibly even your job for trying to pursue this younger co-worker. Today, I messed up by telling my younger daughter that she had a feral sister who lived in a cage in the attic. And I'm here to tell you that was a massive mistake. First off, I want to say that this happened a few years ago. My wife travels a lot, which means that when my daughter was about six or seven years old, the two of us would have lots of nights together where we would play games or read before bedtime. One time, we were sitting on her bed before sleep and about halfway through a book, when I closed it, I said to her, we really love you, honey. I'm so happy it worked out with you. Not like the other one. She looked at me and said, what do you mean? I said, well, parenting is hard and you don't get much practice. So sometimes you make mistakes. Take your sister, for instance. Before you, we had a young girl and well, it just didn't work out. We were young and we didn't know what we were doing and it did not go well. My daughter just looks at me and asks, what happened to her? I said, well, we didn't really know what to do with her. So we just locked her in a cage in the attic and decided to start over. And we're lucky that we did because that's how we got you. I then opened up the book again and started reading as if I hadn't just dropped a bombshell on her. Now, of course, my daughter had tons of questions and I just made up all these facts about her supposed sister by the name of Maggie. I said that she can't speak English and that she just kind of grunts and sings as a way of communicating. I also said that she is violent and we have to slide food to her with a stick. And we've also become worried lately because of some of her drawings. You know, fun stuff like that. My daughter knows I'm full of garbage, so she doesn't believe it, but kind of wants to know the truth for sure. So we come up with lots of cool stories about her sister who lives in the attic. Sometimes when we would read, I would stop and I would look at the ceiling and go, shush, did you hear that? Probably nothing, before going back to the book. One time, she asked what she would do if she ever got out. Now, as a bit of context, the one thing I didn't tell you is that the door to the attic is in my daughter's room. So I told her, well, I said if she ever gets out, just lie still under your covers. She's not mad at you. She's mad at mommy and daddy. So a few weeks later, I'm working as a lunchroom monitor at her school. This is a volunteer thing that you do a few times a month where you walk around the lunchroom and help little kids open their milk and stuff like that. My daughter is at a table with her friends and they call me over. One of the girls by the name of Colleen asked me straight up, Molly says she has a sister who lives in a cage in the attic. Is this true? Now this is where I messed up. What I should have said was, no, that's just a made up story. But what I did say is, I don't know, while smiling and shrugging, indicating that maybe there is, maybe there is a kid being held in a cage in our attic. And at the time, I didn't think much about it. A few days later, I come in from walking the dog and my wife tells me the principal wants me to call her. Oh no, I think I know what this is about. My wife is like, oh, she probably just wants to talk about the ice cream fundraiser. And I'm just thinking to myself, no, that is not what she's planning on talking to me about. So I call and she says something to the effect of, hi, first, thank you so much for the ice cream social. We appreciate your help. So one of our students' parents called and said that she is worried because, oh, this is so silly, I know, that you are apparently keeping one of your kids in a cage in an attic. That's not true, right? So now I have to go and explain in detail the whole story, which 
sounds like I'm a psychopath and the worst parent ever. She was very good about it and understanding, and we nervously laughed it off. The worst part of this was the girl who said something to her mom was a young girl whose mom had been to our house and someone we had driven different places. She knew us well and could have just called us instead of the principal, so that was pretty annoying. The outcome overall was a good one. We've since become very good friends with the principal as well as her husband. So overall, it all kind of worked out in the end. That is actually quite hilarious. It reminds me of that one Simpsons episode where Bart had an evil twin living in the attic and they would feed him fish heads every night or something along those lines. Really fun stuff all around. But this also proves that kids really will take what you say in as truth. So next time, maybe be a little bit more careful with the stories that you tell them. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.